0: in November I did a podcast I think it was episode 21 titled oh Jesus what happened to us which was the title of a song by half past August the video is great I mean you shouldn't have much trouble finding it you go look for it um, I think they tried to take it off of, of uh, YouTube or whatever they call that platform but um, you shouldn't have any trouble finding it Um the song is a good reminder, uh, not so much the song, I mean it does, but the video itself, like the pictures in the video, um, they, they show the paranoia and the idiocy that we all went through with the pandemic. Um, ha- th- th- that video come out right in the middle of the whole thing, and it's like, you know, go and look at it, and just, it, it's too easy to forget. It's too easy to let all that stuff just go by, anyway. I did a podcast about that time, and it was not a response to the video or the song it It just kind of fit it, and that's all it was it just I was writing the podcast, and I seen that video and that song listened to the song, and it just it fit and About that time was when I seen that, I decided that was the time that I was going to change. The Anomic Ranger um, The Anime Patrol I decided we were going to go into season 2 And I was going to change some things Not that I was going to change the songs Or you know, my lovely cheesy cowboy songs Or my endings Or actually much of anything I wasn't going to change Except I was going to change the format A little bit As we sit around the fire of the Enemy Patrol I was going to change it to A simple, a simple, simple thing How did we get here? Where are we going? And what am I supposed to do about it? That, that I implemented that. I put that in, and I'm still going off of that format. So that's what we're going to have here. But usually I tell a story here. Usually I paint a picture. Well, you listen to the crackling, of the fire, the enemy patrol. But... You know, it's like, it's very hard because in the end, I can tell a story, but in the end I end up preaching. And I said I was going to do a little bit more of that. You know, the old paths, the things that we should maybe be looking at. And, you know, me preaching about fallen angels and ancient magic and prophecies about to be fulfilled. I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a deal in a world that you know, talks about dogmen and entities and powers and all that stuff. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but it's interesting that how much my preaching has made me unpopular in the past in different churches and Sunday schools. And you know, I'm kind of disturbed by how much the church is just snoring through all this stuff. You know, as the veil between the natural and the supernatural gets more and more thin and it just keeps falling apart where the church should be in there stating something saying something I don't hear it they're either contemplating their own navel or they're asleep somewhere else and the world is having to figure it out on their own without the church for the most part I'm sure there's a few out there But um, I said I would be less subtle And I don't know if back beyond episode 21 I think that was the last episode I did of season 1 And we're on to episode 5 of season 2 And I, I think I've tried to be a little less subtle I've tried to bring stuff in There's so much to talk about There are so many things The confrontation between all the factions Is looking so violent these days You know, you can call it between good and evil, but there's so much between left and right and black and white and male and female and gay and straight and all these different confrontations that they have built into the whole mix. We have to be careful because they're building a tinderbox to burn. That's what I want to talk about, that tinderbox. These confrontations, they're looking so violent all of a sudden. And we have to be aware of that and not allow it. Evil is crouching within this concept of probable bloodshed, really. And as this darkness moves in, let's work to all see the fire of wisdom. The fire of wisdom has to blaze up in all this. In all this, it must come in and it must fill the world with light. I know I'm sounding really wild there, but it's true. We need light. We need light that shines out into the darkness that's all around us. So, stand by while I throw a little more fuel on the fire here. The fire of the enemy patrol. You have found the frequency of the enemy patrol podcast. Please stand by for new directions. Over. to the fire of the enemy patrol a place where folks who can't believe this is happening to them find themselves here we are I am the Anomic Ranger I am, I tout myself as a reality scout I know there's, I started this a long time ago, calling myself a reality scout and since then I've listened to oh there's lots of people out there talking now um, I started about two years ago and I didn't think there was very many people out there that were talking about this stuff and turns out there's actually been a lot of them. So <clears throat> but I will just I will just keep saying the same thing. I am your reality scout and as your scout, I give you information that you can use as you move ahead in this adventure of your life. And you are the general in your adventure. I mean it's yours. You can do whatever you want. It's you that makes the decisions. I am just your scout. And I give you the lay of the land, so to speak. And you can decide what you want to do as you move forward. If you want to know more, you can subscribe so you don't miss one of these reports from the enemy patrol. Uh, You can also take a look at my website at anomicranger.com. That's anomic ranger.com, A-N-O-M-I-C-R-A-N-G-E-R.com. Have a look at the website. I do some writing there, or I used to. I haven't written for a long time, and I keep saying that. But, hey, life gets in the way sometimes. If you like the things I've written in the past, or you like this podcast, give me a good rating wherever you find my stuff. But most importantly, share with somebody. Share it with somebody. Tell somebody, hey, this guy, a Ranger, he's kind of off the wall or cool or stupid. or I don't care. Share me with whoever. Anyway, life gets very busy sometimes getting ready as I am for the end of the world. The end times. So you'll have to forgive me for not putting out more of these. I... Personally, I believe that somebody that just puts out content, 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 and they're like doing like a homesteader or something like that, a homesteader website, and they just keep putting out content. It's like, you're not working hard enough. It's not that they're not working hard enough. What would I say? It's like people that are really doing it as opposed to, and I actually, I have great um, respect for people that, you know they're doing a garden, and they're and they're also filming it because that's twice the work. But anyway, you get the point. I'm doing stuff. I put out, and you have to believe me that. You know you're gonna have to trust me that when the spirit moves me to put something out, I put something out. It's like, and I have to tear myself away from all the stuff that I have to do, to do one of these. So I have something to say and I put out and this session, this time of the enemy patrol around the fire is one of those times. Um, there's been times when I didn't like to use language like that. Like I didn't like to say the spirit moves me. And I want to talk about that for a minute because it's like, yeah, the spirit moves me. It's like all of a sudden I get this, thing where I have to put something out if I don't I can't sleep so yes the spirit moves me to put something out and to say that to use that language the spirit moves me you know and in, in the past I've thought that that was like pushing religion or but I'm I'm past that now I mean I listen to stuff all the time when I'm working I listen to other podcasters i listen to people that put up videos i i listen to all those all that stuff that you can get on the internet and i've heard everything i'm listening to stuff that's like psychological political philosophical and paranormal even while i work while i'm working with my hands i'm weeding the carrots or something and it's like i've heard all this stuff and I've heard references to, oh, the universe and power and the third eye and chakras and energy and, oh my goodness, thinking plasmas. Good Lord, God help us, etc. It kind of likes when I refer to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit of the one true God moves me, it makes it like almost downright home traditional or something, doesn't it? I mean things on this earth are moving fast. You can hardly keep up with everything that's circling the drain these days. There, there there's nothing there's nothing that's happening here that we haven't been warned about for two thousand years. Anyway, I break these patrols down, like I said before, It's like how did we get here? Where are we going and what am I supposed to do about it? So we have a lot of ground to cover. So let's just move on and say, um, how did we get here? <laughs> question alone could be talked about for hours how did we get here and i have talked about it for hours i've put hours into this i have in many of my episodes of the first season of the enemy patrol that's was the kind of the focus of what i did was like how did we get here how did we get here I mean, you can talk about education, you can talk about politics, you can talk about culture, you can talk about the apathy and the greed and the complacency of us. So many factors have played a role as to how we got here. But let us humble ourselves. You know, and this is the, I think right now, what we have to do is humble ourselves so much humble ourselves, and concentrate on a single factor that's led us to this place. We quit caring. Just admit it, you quit caring. We, as a people, we were led to, or we stumbled into, or a a place where nothing really mattered. We were led to a place where it doesn't matter what we do or what we think or how we vote. It's like, it's all going to end up the same way in the end. Anyway, they led us to believe that that's where we're at. It doesn't matter. And that, that in itself is what went wrong about how we got here. We we, we quit caring. We we stopped caring about searching for the truth. That became nuts. And we stopped caring about the nuts and the bolts of the whole system that we were living in. We didn't want to think about the nuts and the bolts. We didn't want to see how it was put together. We didn't want to see how the sausage was made. As long as it was serving us, we just let it go. That's how we got here. We built a machine to look after us. And now the nuts and the bolts of that machine are falling out. And it, the machine is tearing itself apart and it's going to tear us apart in the process because we quit, quit caring how it was put together and what it did. The machine is taking over. And unfortunately, the only people controlling it are the worst of us, the ones that said, I want to know the machine. I want to know how it works because I want to control it. So that's what we have, this giant machine that's chugging and shaking and blowing out bolts and nuts every direction. And we have people at the top pulling levers and saying, I, I, I'm going to take over this machine. Well, it fall, falls apart in front of us. And this evil of the machine being controlled by these people is now upon us. And that's the other thing that we quit thinking about, along with the machine that we built to look after all the things we didn't want to look after, is we quit believing in good and evil. We quit thinking in terms of evil. We went along with the whole philosophy that, oh, people are basically good and it's just a material world. You know, good and evil are just constructs of of a culture. There is no such thing as good and evil, really. It's a material world. So just get over that whole good and evil thing. So especially when you think about, you know, good and evil are just constructs of culture. It's like we make laws against evil, so that should stop all the atrocities, right? They wouldn't do that is the battle cry of the people now as they get needles in their arms that are killing them. And that's what's happening. When I was a younger man, any talk of faith or spirit or or any entities or anything like that, anything outside of the strictly material world, you were looked at like a kook like a total kook. like you're nuts. And I mean, I mean even mean Christians. I mean, Christians were okay, they went to church, they sang songs, they did all this stuff and it was like considered like, oh, that's so old, it's archaic, it's ancient, it's stupid. It's not the real world. The real world consists of what you can see and hear and thump. Everything else is just stupid. It's funny how things change. They say that the greatest trick that Satan ever pulled on humanity was convincing all of us, mankind... That Satan doesn't exist. That was his biggest trick. <clears throat> Bottom line, we as a people stopped believing in evil. We stopped believing in good. Now we are barreling toward a destination and the balloon, just like you blow it up until it pops, well, it's about to pop. It's been being blowed for a long time. So, That moves us on to the next part. Where exactly are we headed? There was a time on this podcast where i would i would hedge my bets at this point and say words like if and maybe and but that time has passed we are now headed nowhere good and whatever happens happens evil is not only surrounding us evil is now kind of ruling us evil is moving us along it's amazing I mean, all media, social media and mainstream media or legacy media or whatever you want to call it is constantly saying like, oh, look, look somewhere else. Like, look the other way. Look over here. Oh, let's follow this story or look at what Hunter Biden is doing now or or look at how dumb Joe is or look at, look at, look at, look at over here. And in the background of all that is, well, this other thing can't be true. It's too big. Because if it was true, if people were dying of, of heart conditions, if young children were dying of heart conditions, if people were athletes and they would run all their lives and they, all they did is chase a ball and they're, they're running around on a field and then all of a sudden they die of a stroke or heart attack, that used to be for fat people, Right. The people that ate too much chicken or something. And now they're dying. And, and it's like the media is piling up all this stuff. It's like, oh, if you fall asleep in front of the television, you can die of a heart attack. Or, or oh my goodness, like climate change is bringing about so many more heart conditions. It's like they're, they're piling up the lies in front of before anybody even realizes that these shots are killing people. They're killing people with them. <sighs> kids having strokes? Seriously? They're putting that on the sides of buses. There's signs, oh, kids can have strokes too. Really? As, as per when? I'm over 50 years old and kids having strokes? Doesn't happen. Old people have strokes. Old people who's... who's circulatory system has gotten old and frail they have strokes their blood clots and they have strokes not children sorry you can put that on the side of a bus till cows come home and i'm sorry kids don't do not have strokes that doesn't happen or it's so rare it's not worth putting on the side of a bus i guarantee it this is clown world this is bizarro world that's what so many of the memes and the people, that's what they're calling it. It's like we're separating in two different worlds. The people that believe all this, this mainstream, I'll just call it bullshit. And I don't know if I have to put, the, oh, that's a terrible word, but I mean it exactly the way I mean it. It's like the stuff that comes out the south end of a bull. So take that for what it's worth. I've seen it. Actually, it's no different than the stuff that comes out the south end of a cow. But whatever. I don't know why when it comes out of a bull, it's supposed to mean something else. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. (laughs) Uh, Call it cow shit or bullshit. It's all the same shit. Anyway, it's It's scary. Like in a clown paint sort of way, like when you paint a clown to be something that it's not. That's our world now. The mainstream news is not telling us. The mainstream news is evil right to the core, obviously. With this whole lie that they have come up with, all this whole thing has shown everybody how much lying there's, there is going on. You know, it's it's funny how this works because people can't believe it. This is what everybody says, like, that can't be true. That can't be true because otherwise I would see it on the news because that's where people get their concept of quote-unquote reality is from the mainstream news. They turn the news on. They People that barely pay attention. They Once in a while, they turn on the mainstream news and they watch it and they... And they think that that's, this gives them the reality of the world around them. And I think it comes down to the same scenario as when, you know, you hear about on the mainstream news, obviously, once in a while, it's like they're interviewing people, like there's a mass shooting somewhere. Like somebody opens up with a rifle in a mall, and they're shooting people. And there's all these people, they all say the same thing. I couldn't believe it was happening number one number two i i thought i heard the popping but i thought it was fireworks or an engine backfiring what seriously in a mall but they they can't believe that it's a gun backfiring cars really when was the last time you heard a car backfire seriously i mean some guy working on a truck or something and he's changing the timing and it's hot rod and it goes boom 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 once in a while it's like but there hasn't been backfiring cars in this world for a long time and yet you hear people talk about a mass shooting i thought it was a backfiring car i thought it was fireworks really it's like you're delusional then is (sighs) the fantasies of serial killers and mass shooters have nothing on the elites you know, these, these shooters go out and they they want to kill a bunch of people. Whatever's going on, whether they're like been, you know, messed with psychologically or some kind of psychosis, mass psychosis or something has worked on them. But it's nothing compared to the elites. They've been spouting off for years what they want to do to our population. You, you just listen to them. Go and read them. Go on and look at uh, the Club of Rome and look what they've written. They had it chiseled into a stone that just got blown up here recently that they wanted to reduce the population. The Georgia Guidestones. They were just nicely taken down. Why were they taken down? Because, well, their plan is actually done. It just, people all the people haven't died yet. That's the sick and scary part. They're, they already think they've decreased the surplus population as much as they can. I don't know who all they got, a lot of people. They don't need those Georgia guide stones anymore. Those monuments declared an earth population of 500 million. Now, I don't think they reached that. I don't think... I don't think they got to their goal. I think they screwed up in how people, how much resilience that the people have around them. In fact, I think they're running scared right now. They had all this thing and they did all their, chiseled it into a rock and they, declared what they were going to do and they set it all up and they think that they had it all just, but no, no, I think it's falling apart. But reducing the population has been a goal since the seventies. I took it in high school. We looked at, at what the club of Rome wrote. And I think I had a really good social studies teacher because he brought it out and he, he made us all read it And we all digested it And it was like To me I looked at it and it, Well it spooked me Even back then So I think I had a really good Social studies teacher And I think it spooked him too And that's why he was bringing it out To all his students It was the document That was put out by the Club of Rome I, I think it was called um, Oh shoot It's right in the tip of my tongue I can't think of it now Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was what they wrote, and it was like it had all about bringing the third world into the first world and had about reducing the population and had about um, uh, doing everything differently, energy and... and, But in all of it, if you read it and you went through it all and the reductions that they were calling for is like... I remember reading it even as a high school student, and I was like, they want a lot of people to die. Even back then, even back in the 80s when I, when I read it, it was like, well, if you just reduce energy and, and, and you reduce um, how much you can fertilize your crops and you reduce your crops and everything's reduction, 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 it's like people are going to die. And that's what we're finding ourselves. That's where we are: is reducing the population. That's that's what they're bringing in, and they're trying to bring it in. That's like over in Europe, the the farmers in in the Netherlands. It's like they quit your fertilizers and kill your cattle down to f- like you want to reduce it all by thirty percent. Thirty percent, seriously? Like a farmer to reduce his herd by thirty percent? You may as well just say quit or die. You can't reduce your herd by 30%. That's like going into any company, any factory, and saying, you know what, you have to reduce this factory down by one-third. 30%. Well, if you're running any, on any kind of a margin, you can't reduce by 30%. And farmers always run on just bare margins. I mean, they're working on 1% or 2% is their profit. That's what keeps them going to the next year. Just say, come in and say, you got to reduce your your dairy herd or your cattle herd by 30%. They can't do it. It would finish them. But that's the World Economic Forum. That's what they want. These elite people, they are Luciferians. You know... (laughs) It's kind of funny, the word Luciferian. Um, You type that word in and it will not, Luciferian, doesn't matter how you spell it, it will not accept it. In all these different things, if you want to do a check or whatever, you want to look up Luciferian, no, spell check won't even work. They're so shadowed. spell check won't even see it as a word. And yet that's what these people are. They are going off of a, the buzzwords and you know words like sustainability and responsible governance and stakeholder capitalism and they hide behind these these big sounding words and they you will own nothing and you will be happy and eat the bugs. Uh live in a pod. I mean They want to reduce people down to almost nothing and they want to kill most people. I mean, that's, that is what is governing us. I mean, my own, I'm Canadian, my own prime minister. I mean, he, he's a world economic forum student and he believes in this stuff and he doesn't care. He is such a Luciferian and he is so lost in all that stuff that <clears throat> he doesn't care how many people have to die. He, and he especially would like all of Western Canadians to all just die. Just die already. These people want slaves. Slaves that will be happy with their pod and some protein paste made out of insects and in the metaverse they will go and live in to give them some type of pleasure And everybody reduced to ones and zeros. And if you're good, if you're a good boy or girl, then you'll be given a choice to be downloaded into that metaverse permanently. That is their idea of heaven. It is so sick. It is so sick. Anyway, you're not going to be given a choice. It's like comply or die is the way things are going. And you know, it's funny. The church, the Christian church, the sleepy, sleepy church is so quiet. It's so slumbering and all this stuff. It's unbelievable. I Honestly, I haven't been part of the church for a while. I went in there and I did stuff when I was a younger man. And I tried, I tried to be in that system and it just, no. It's just right now you can't. I believe in the church with a capital C. I believe in Christ's church. I believe that, that he will be lifted up and all men will come on to him. And I think that will be in the end, that will be the winning concept but right now, the church, what it is. I mean, for years, when I was growing up in the church, everybody played pin the tail on the Antichrist. It was like, there was a book out every week. It's like, oh, this is the Antichrist, or that is the Antichrist. And now, it's like we're right in the middle of it. Where We have the beast system. is like right there. It's teeth are bared, and, but... Nothing, nothing comes out of the church. Nothing. But make make no mistake, like Bible prophecy is real. It's real. And when Jesus said the words he did and John said the words that Jesus showed him to say, they will all come true. The church is just kind of missing in action for some reason. Even though the end is visible. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a countdown. I don't have, I don't play pin the tail on the Antichrist. This system that's before us, it has attributes of both Nazism and communism and all kinds of stuff. And we might be able to put it down for a while, but it is very strong. The system itself, like we might be able to put it down for a short time, But it's shown itself. We can see what it is. And it's built on all the stuff that we have now with numbers and computers. And, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like for a long time, the church was there. It was like every time. Oh, when barcodes. I remember when barcodes come out. All the stuff that you buy has barcodes. And if you look at the bars, it's like the end one and the middle one and the other one. They're all sixes. It's like six, six, six. And then they come out with a laser scanners. This is it. Oh, it's the beast system. Here it is. So I guess I'm just adding to that now, but now it is the beast system because they're talking about it, that you have to have a QR code to cross borders or to travel. And they want to, they want to sync that in with um. If they go with the China system, they want to sync it in with what you have, uh, what you believe basically if you say the wrong things or you say the wrong things on social media you you put something on facebook they don't like your your score will go down and when your score goes down too far well in well you can't ride a bus and you can't get a bank account and your money disappears they want to bring in oh they desperately want to bring in the whole uh, digital money thing i mean that will be That will be like locking everybody into a digital gulag. It's like you say the wrong thing, your money won't buy anything. You might have money, you might work your job, and you might slave away or whatever you're doing, sweat and everything else, and you get a paycheck, and it goes into a bank account as ones and zeros. And when it goes in the bank account, then everything is digitized, and it's like, yeah, you can buy yourself Some bread, but you can't buy meat. You can buy enough gasoline to get you to work, but you can't buy enough gasoline to get you anywhere else. Or maybe not buy gasoline at all. You don't have an electric car, well, screw you. You can't buy gasoline. They won't care. They will have total control at that point. Now this is getting pretty heavy. <clears throat> and um, when I call it the B system, I guess you'd say it's getting pretty heavy into the religious stuff, but here we are. We just went through a manufactured pandemic. There was a few people died of the actual disease, but who knows the numbers? It was not that big. But now people are dying Fertilizer plants are closing. Um, Food plants are burning. It's like they're doing something. They're manufacturing something. There's something else coming on our horizon and it's looking a lot like one of the horses of the apocalypse. I mean, I don't think it's for any reason that the Luciferian elite hate Trump so bad. I mean... I'm not saying he's a great guy or anything. He's kind of a jerk. There's no getting around it. But I think he's a outside jerk. He's a guy that they they don't like cuz he's not part of their club. Remember George Carlin talked about it's a big club and you ain't in it. I don't think I don't think Trump was in it. I think they laughed at him from the outside as this very rich man who would not join in to whatever it is they do. And then he became president and they hate him so bad. And maybe they hate him for good reason. Maybe he's a total jerk. Doesn't matter. Because I think if he took over again, like I think of right now, if suddenly that everything like, you know, I'm talking about a fantasy world here where everybody went, well, okay, that that election was all wrong. So for the last year of... Biden's, we're going to give it back to Trump. I think in a year, he would have things kind of straightened around. I think he could make things run. I think our country, our, the Western world is so great. As far as that goes, as far as making the trains run on time, so to speak, making the goods come in, making the corn crop come in, making them, making all that stuff happen somebody like Trump just makes it happen because he just he just pulls down all the all the stuff that stops it and he increases stuff that makes it happen faster because that's he's a businessman that's what he does and i don't think it would be very hard for him because all the people be behind that are trying to make things happen and it's like they're just thwarted so he would just Come out and remove the thwarts, I guess he would say. I think that's why they hate him so bad. Anyway, that's an aside. Let's get back to these four horsemen. I talked about the horsemen of the apocalypse. I said, this one is the horseman of the apocalypse for this. And let's look at them. Since we're talking about this. The first one is Conquest. The white horse Well we're pretty much there We've seen it We've seen what the ho- that white horseman looks like Everybody's compliant Wear your mask, get your shot eh? That's That's a big thing Even the church just went along with it, it was Like oh yeah here we are Let's take our shot just Do whatever Do whatever the conquest Is asking of us Pretty compliant. Do as you're told. Wear your mask, get your shot. The second horseman is war. Okay, that one's there. It's pretty much there. It's like Ukraine and Russia. Oh, put that put that Ukrainian flag on your on your bio to show that you stand behind the Ukraine as those boys go in and get blown up what does that even mean to people they don't know it's like people in the US used to know what it was about they you know they went against war make make love not war come on but now those same people those same liberals they're all like put the ukrainian flag on for, yeah seriously anyway what's what's the next ones is it going to be China and Taiwan? Is that what we're going to get worked up about? I mean, it's the, the whole war thing is pretty much there. The intro music is swelling to even more war than that—just war in general. And then there's famine. Well, those seeds are—they've been planted. They're already into fruition. They're burning down food factories and and between. Uh, China and who else is buying up all the farmland and all that stuff's going on. I mean, come on. It's like they're working on famine really hard. It's tough because this is a fruitful country and we are a fruitful people and we can grow stuff like crazy if you just pull out all the thwarts but no they've put more thwarts in they they you know it, it's a plan it's a it's a a plan to stop the good guys from growing the crops it doesn't matter whether you're talking about a like down in the states you know it's like you look at california california is so fruitful and all it needs is water So they have all these dams and they've dammed up all these rivers, but oh, they've let so much water go over the years to save what? Some kind of a bait fish in the, in the bay, like a, the, some kind of a smelt. Oh, save the smelt. Now I know that's overly simplistic and I know that water is, is a very big thing down there. But still, I know a lot of water has went over dams because they want to save the smelt. And it feels like a deeper plan. A deeper plan to pull people into a war. And that's what I want to get deeper into. What I want to talk about more is this deeper war. wondering how many people out there are like me. When we read in Revelation about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We read them because they they gave them to us in Revelation. It gives it to us in sequential order. This horse, this horse, this horse, and then this horse. The four. And so we read that as like, well, first this happens and then this happens and then this happens. And that's how we read the whole thing. And I'm wondering how many people out there just could be thinking about this differently. Thinking about this, that actually the horses all come together because that's the way horses charge. If you have a full front horse charge in a battle, they all come together. Just think about that. It's like a deeper plan. It's a deeper plan to push the common people into a civil war. And I think that's what they're really bucking for. All the signals are out there in this world. And I suspect the signals, even the signals themselves are tainted. You have to be very careful when picking the good guys from the bad guys. Because that's what they want. Pick the good guys and the bad guys. Be very careful with that. On the surface, it, it appears that there's this evil cabal. And there probably is. I mean, they're, they're, they're there. The George Soros and the, and the Klaus Schwab and UofL Eatsy Bugs. And I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with that. I hear it. I hear everybody talking about it. I look at these people and I read what they say. Most people don't. Most people don't know what Klaus Schwab is saying. And Harari, his right-hand man, my goodness, that man is, he's like the epitome of evil. It's like if you could pick an evil bad guy and, and put him in his skin and put him in a movie, He's like, you'll eat the bugs and, and Jesus is nasty and and all this stuff is wrong and you're stupid. It, it's almost like what he's promoting. You are not a person. You're an animal and we're going to kill you is almost what they're doing. But this, to me, this is starting to feel too pat. It's It's too Hollywood. It's too... Archetypical. I'm smelling a demonic rat here. It's... It, it's it. Like, seriously, you see bugs and he wears the costumes and he... I mean, his, his face and... Like, everything about him is like... It's too Hollywood. What's going on? Let's contemplate this together for a minute. Suppose... That you, yourself, were all-powerful. I mean all-powerful. You are a powerful being. You are an evil, fallen, and hatred-filled, eternal being. And you hate God. You hate God. And you hate everything God did, even though he made you. You've, You've denied that. God couldn't have made me. I come out of the deep. I come out of the Whatever. I'm saying think like Satan. It's basically what I'm saying. Hard as it is. And you've got thousands of years of wisdom behind you, watching mankind and how we react to things, to the stimuli of what we have, who we are. And you're also fighting at the same time God himself, like the all-powerful creator. You're, you're, you're in his face. Okay. You're you're vying for ownership of his creation. It's like God has created this, it's outside of God, therefore you feel as Satan, you feel entitled to it as Lucifer. Because you got these people to go against God. So, and you're also fighting this book, this book that's been written and it's it's uh that this creator has got people to write over years and years and years and you've done everything you can to screw it up and but you the message itself just keeps coming out over and over and over and over it doesn't matter what part of the book you turn to the story is the same so you've tried to mess that up you've tried to mess everything up that god does with people And then you have this incident where God himself came down and became a human. And you thought you had it at that point. It's like, wow, the creator himself has come down, put his spirit, his power into a man, a man. You were going to show him what this was about. And so you had him killed in the worst way. And you showed him. What happens when God himself comes down to your turf? You showed him. And that just messed you up because now the deeper magic has been, has happened. And you realize by doing that, you now you've lost. But you can still mess everybody up. So you're just, you're in... Anybody that acknowledges what God did through Christ is untouchable by you. You can't touch that person. But you can convince other men, other men to commit atrocities. So you just you just keep setting up systems to ruin those people. So you set up, this evil it's completely wicked and power hungry and stupid that's the problem you have is you have to work through people and people are stupid people that you set up as evil entities it's like they're dumb they're they're fleshy things and you try and make them powerful and they're not So you set up these plans and it's all based on a lie because you have to base it on a lie to make it work and then the lie falls apart and everything keeps falling apart. So even the church itself, it's like you have set up this thing where you're trying to, you're going against this book and then in the book it tells everybody, it tells all these creatures dumb Christians exactly what's going to happen. And so the Christians are looking at it. And so what do you set up? What do you set up to convince the Christians that have been reading about this since they were children, what's going to happen? I think, and this is my own personal belief. I think what's going to be set up is a one, two punch. I think satan is putting power into all these people that are stupid and he's putting this stupid thing up and he's seeing how many people fall for the stupidity and then once all this stupid stuff is set up it's all designed to be kicked down easily It's, it's like people will say, oh, this is the beast and this is this is this and this is that. And then it'll all be kicked down by somebody else. And that, what kicks it down. And I mean, this is pretty serious. When you think about this, it's like you set up this shot, you set up all this stuff. So many people are going to die and you've set up all this stuff and you've set up all these people like the Klaus Schwab. And I said he's too much Hollywood. He is Hollywood. So is Harari, so is Bill Gates. All these people are set up to fall. And what kicks them down and what comes in and says, all right, now this, this is the real system. Now we're going to get some justice. That. That is what will get everybody It's the one-two punch. The sleepy people that are still asleep, even though this it, everything that's set up is stupid, well, they'll wake up just when the punch happens. And it's like, oh my God, I, I, I can't believe that. I'm so glad that somebody took that out. And the people that have been fighting all along. They'll be tired. They won't want the second blow. They won't want to see like, well, maybe this angel of light that comes in and stops it all. I'll be too tired to say. What about this one? Isn't that what this ancient book tells us? Isn't that what the revelation of Jesus Christ teaches us? The great deception. The great deception. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. How many times did it say that? Do not be deceived. A bringer of peace, a mock savior a deceiver of diabolical proportions will appear. How will he appear? Well, to me, this horribleness that they're setting up, this, this disaster of a horrible proportion, this shot that people are going to die like flies. It's, it's a lie that's been set up. And when people realize when they wake up When they wake up and see They are going to be angry So angry They are going to be so angry when they find out That they took their kids in for a shot And now they'll never be grandparents Because their kids Their kids Won't ever conceive They won't, when they see that their parents, that they told them to go get the shot, they're dead and they're dying, they're unhealthy. When it all comes out, there's going to be so much anger, so much bitterness because they were lied to so badly. So, what does that set up in the end? And in the end, you have to ask yourself, in this situation, what am I supposed to do? you remember back in our more innocent days when i started this podcast around the fire of the enemy patrol and i would ask questions about things when we got to this what am i supposed to do i used to start out with a rant it's like get up off the couch turn off that boob tube learn nothing, staring at that thing. Get outside, get the stink blowed off you. It's like, I, it hasn't really changed. And it's just still the same. It doesn't matter. There's too many people still sitting on the couch. It's time to get out and move around and do stuff and get the stink blowed off you. Come on. It's time already. I used to say that my... Uncle and my grandfather used to say, "If this keeps up, there'll be a country full of people with wide, soft asses and even softer heads." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what we have. Too many people whose heads are as soft as their butts. But at this time, when I'm talking about this when everybody gets so angry and everybody sees this lie that comes out don't sharpen your pitchfork and trim the wick on your torch too soon killing people that don't need to be killed is not what's in your best interest (gasps) um even rioting maybe not is in your best interest because it seems to be that's the way what we're being pushed to. Honestly, it looks like what they're pushing for is a civil war. That's what they want. They want our country to balkanize. They want the West and the East and Canada to separate. They want Texas and and Florida to separate from the U S they want this balkanization. And I would say maybe we should give it to them. Maybe it's time we took over all this stuff, all this politics. Maybe it's time we just take over and tell them to go and pound sand. Maybe it's time the common people stood up and I, I don't know what you have to do because the whole voting thing seems like, Oh, vote harder next time. I've heard that so much, but, Okay then change the voting do something on that level don't just start killing people but I'm sorry but I I'm what I see <clears throat> people are being pushed the common people are being pushed so hard right now when the truth comes out there's going to be such a wave of hatred and anger everybody will feel completely righteous and killing any and all involved with this delusion, collusion. I mean, hanging every low-level medical worker and bureaucrat that demanded people take the shot. It's like, when you find out that it's, now it's, your children are sterilized and people are going to die and it's like, oh, this is evil. This is evil on a large scale and people aren't going to be able to handle it. They're going to want somebody to pay for even their own mistake, for their own complacency, their own, I sat on my ass and couldn't make a decision. And I made let somebody else make that decision for me. And now that somebody else has made that decision for me, they have to pay. We can't let that take over our culture. We can't let that hatred take over. And will the crowds, will they stop there? What about the everyday folks who just, they shilled for the shot. They they wrote stuff on their media. It's like, they called for inclusion. What about... The people that aren't has nothing to do with the shot, but they just they're aligned with that. And you already see this, the othering. People that align for the shot, they dye their hair and they want children to cut their genitals off and and and, and they're pushing parents, like they're calling parents our are, are racists and homophobes and and they even have the FBI and the states involved that saying that any parent that goes against critical race theory is, is some kind of a, a a violent extremist. Like all this stuff has all been like shoved together. So what happens when the when the when the fuse gets down to the dynamite? Are are, are they up for death too? Just everybody's going to die. Anybody with purple hair or tackle on their face or too many tattoos. It's like, we've seen this. This has happened before. This happened in, in, uh, in France when they had that revolution. Is that, is that what kind of revolution we want? Or will a punch in the face be sufficient for the people with the purple hair? I don't know. This is something we have to ask ourselves. I mean, that purple-haired, trans, pan, queer guy that spit on you for not vaxxing. Are they up for death? Or will a punch in the face suffice? I'm not saying that there's not people at the top that shouldn't hang for what they've done. I'm not saying that seeing Mr. Fauci or Bill Gates dancing on the end of a rope is a bad thing. I think those people are bad enough that maybe they should. I'm wondering about your neighbor that just has too big of a mouth. I'm not sure what to do with the media, the social not just the social media but the mainstream media in general. I mean, I think once Bill Gates and some of these people with the money once they go away, I don't think the mainstream media can survive without their money. I think their money is, they've stolen enough money from the people and they're financing all that stuff. So I think the Klaus Schwab's and the Bill Gates dancing on the end of a rope would probably end the mainstream media as we see it. I mean, the, the breathy voices of public broadcasting, you know, the breathy public voices of public broadcasting when they talk. So, you know, this is the way the world is. And I can't believe that people are blah, 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 blah. They talk so breathy because they're so sincere. I I think it would disappear without the money these people um groups like the daily wire or lot with crowder some of those ones that they've earned their their broadcasting stripes with the money from their own people that listen to them whether you believe them or not is fine i don't care but in the end they've earned their audience so we have to stop feeling a vi- like a victim at this point. So by stop feeling like a victim, then you can't claim retribution. You can't, you can't keep asking for justice when you are just as much to blame because you believe this stuff. Shooting your neighbor because he's Black Lives Matter or, or a communist, I might be repeating myself, is no good. You can't do that. To be right is one thing. To be good is more of a challenge. You have to fight evil at a local level. You have to fight evil at its lowest level in you. Be brave about insisting that there's only two genders or... You don't want racism to be taught to your kids. Like, take over that stuff. Take over the schools. Take over local level government. Take over that stuff. But don't look for somebody to die because you gave up and you got too tired to fight back when it needed to be done. Be humble enough to realize that the world is the way it is because you gave it up. And that's hard for me to say, because I gave it up too. It means you have to take control every day. You have to take personal responsibility every day for your life and for the lives of those around you. You have to take responsibility for reality every day, even if you don't like it. You have to take this path. You have to accept the world the way it is and try and make it better. That's what I always say. I try and say that this life is a one-time adventure. You have to take responsibility for it. You have to accept it and accept the rewards of this life as a one-time adventure. One time. You get one swing at this. You may as well enjoy it. You may as well see it and seize it and take it and keep an edge on your knife. Keep your matches dry. And just go for it.